Welcome to the Pitching Backwards Lefties Get Loose podcast. Here are your hosts, Griffin and Welly. Hi guys, welcome back to episode 7 of Pitching Backwards. My name is Griffin Fabitz and I'm joined by my host, Mr. Kyle Wellman. It has been uh, quite some time since we've last done this. We've both both have been super consumed with work and homework and stuff and not to mention there really hasn't been baseball stuff but there is baseball stuff now there's baseball griffin and we have stuff to talk about now which is exciting <laughs> very exciting because we decided to start a podcast in potentially the worst time to ever start a podcast during a global pandemic maybe correct. ever <laughs> <laughs> so here we are and since we've last talked griff we've had some serious developments and Baseball is planning on starting July 23rd or 24th, which is funny in itself that we don't even know which day it is, but we do know it's coming. How are you feeling? Um, and I'm, I'm kind of torn. It's July 3rd, and baseball is kind of ramping up today. It's, it's like when a team workouts are beginning for the first time. And torn because it's, there's baseball again, and I'm so excited. But on the flip side, it's almost like if you read the room a little bit, it's just interesting. I just hope they're, and we're going to get into this a little bit, I just hope they're safe about this and I hope they're smart about this. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's baseball being played, and and that makes me happy. I think there's just a dynamic this year from my perspective that is just so unlike anything we've ever experienced that, you know, Let's let's take the pandemic out of it. You know, it's an easy uh, easy thing to do is just remove it. So, so think about you and I are fans of rebuilding teams, mm-hmm. and they put together this new schedule. I don't know how I would feel if the Mariners, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they probably won't, but if they did, won the World Series this year, is that what I've waited since 2001 for? A 60-game. A 60-game. There's always going to be an asterisk. Now, I think it's going to be interesting on a different level because you're sort of shaking up the MLB. Teams Mm -hmm. are playing teams that they don't normally play consistently, consistently. Mm -hmm. And and, and I think that's it it sort of helps with the asterisk of it. But I wouldn't want the Mariners' first World Series to be part of a 60-game season that's always going to be, well, it was only 60 games. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a full season. How do you feel about that? Um, I think I need to uh, start that with, if the Tigers won the World Series this year, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if they played 10 games or 60. I wouldn't be upset. Fair. But I do agree. Um, and I, I think it'll be annoying if the Yankees or the Dodgers win. And those are two teams who I think who I think like we'll see in October playing mm-hmm. in the World Series. And those are two fan bases and it, like two teams that catch a lot of heat to begin with. Like, you know, you always hear of like the, the 27 rings with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And I don't want this to feel like it's like it's like discount, like a discounted World Series, a discounted title just because of the games we played, just because it was only 60 games. So here's what I think is is that there's a level of if you think about a 60 game season, you would think the best team is going to win the team that has the best players because there's less of a chance of like a miracle team, you Mm -hmm. know, an underdog that puts it all together, but I'm wrong. Like, I I don't think that that's true because, because you're going to see some team 
rise out of nowhere because it's 60 games and anything can happen and mm-hmm. baseball's crazy. There was one year, um, two or three years ago, where at the beginning of the year, the Dodgers were widely considered as one of the best teams in baseball. And um, they, like at the end of May, they were like 10 games under under 500. Mm-hmm. They were like, I can't even remember what it was, 10 games under. And eventually they turned it around, went, won the division, whatever. But now you can't afford that. Mm-mm. You can't afford to be 10 games under 500, 30 to 40 games in, because if that's the case, you're drowning. And, and you're right. It's just going to be who's hot right off the bat. Yeah, and I think, like, you look at the Yankees. They cannot afford to have an injury-filled season. Mm-hmm. They literally will not make the postseason. And that is something that's plagued them. Exactly. And yeah. they, and they've had the, the benefit of the, the longevity of 162 games that they're able to sort of filter guys in and out, and they are obviously have a strong enough farm system that they're able to kind of bring guys up and whatever. But 60 games and you miss, you know, you get Aaron Judge out for two weeks. That's it's a huge. foot race. Yeah, it's four, it's, you know, yeah. any you know, potentially up to fourteen games. Mm-hmm. You know, thirteen, fourteen games. That's why I, um, I have to laugh because um, writers in Detroit have, and I don't anticipate anything coming coming out of the Tigers this year. But people have said this is the year where where their young pitching is expected to mm-hmm. come up. And if you can have young pitching, solid pitching, leading the way for sixty games, anything could happen. Yeah, and I don't think it's you know too far out of the question to say that but it just speaks to the fact that 60 games the and i saw someone put this perfectly the beauty of um 162 game season is you can't hide your flaws mm-hmm. right you can't just sneak into the playoffs and just be mediocre Get hot at the right time yeah but when there's 60 games you know so much changes. look at the nationals from last year exactly they wouldn't be a playoff 19 team. and 31 at, That's... at the end of may yeah, I just think that there's a crazy dynamic here that is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen, and and as we you know as we progress into the season, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the MLB and as individual players handle the COVID pandemic. And at the end of the day, whether or not they're playing, it's still going on. There's mm-hmm. still a pandemic. There's still people are getting sick, you know. And and how do you, you know what do you for do you think that these changes are going to help you know you have all these guys crammed into a clubhouse traveling from city to city and my big thing is it's we're past the question of well, what happens if someone tests positive now it's more of what's the limit here you know if you have an outbreak on one team what do you call it what yeah i just i mean it's hard to justify my, I, I'm, and even like at a loss of words, even thinking about it, is you have one or two players test positive throughout the year at a time. But what happens if you have five to ten in your clubhouse? Mm-hmm. You know, and and to be completely honest, I would be. This is kind of. It might be a hot take. I don't know. I would be surprised if they got a sixty-game season. In. Really, I would, because I just think that there's just going to be so much of this this year and i also don't want this to be a season of hey whoever stays healthiest in terms of covid and whoever dodges this the most is going to be the best team this year (laughs) like that's not i don't i I shouldn't laugh but the way you put it it's like it's almost sounds like it's a game of gladiator right and i don't don't want that to be a of like this team you know they really kind of had a lucky year and didn't have that many people get sick i don't want that to be a thing yeah i mean i don't i don't necessarily foresee it being that that many guys getting sick at a time that are, 
you know. And maybe I'm overthinking. But but it's certainly a possibility. And that doesn't, you right. know, just because I don't think that that's going to happen doesn't mean it's not going to. I didn't think the entire world was going to shut down, and it did. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think I think I'll be comfortable with them playing. And I'll and I and I think that the MLB is take it or leave it, trying for the good of the players to yeah. to keep them safe. And I think that that's important. But things happen, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have no issue. But I wouldn't be surprised if you know it gets to the point where they talk about shutting the whole season down. Now here's the issue: is the MLB has proven that this season needed to be played games for revenue. They needed at least, you know, at most for them, 60 games. Players wanted more. It brought out the ugly side of baseball. And it brought yes. out the ugly side. So do you think if it gets to the point where people are that sick that they're going to can- – do you think they'll cancel that season after all of that and, you know, letting the the greed of potentially both sides of the argument, depending on where you fall, that, you know, that, that could – certainly be a factor there is they don't want to shut it down and so will they that's yeah that's a really good question and, and it's sad that we have to ask that yeah no it is um it also just yeah i mean like we said you're gonna have one or two guys test positive here and there mm-hmm. but when do you cut it off when do you start to go okay this isn't safe you have to wonder if they have like a flat number yeah but i, I don't know yeah i mean i, I guess know. we'll find out and we'll see soon enough because sports are coming and you know, I guess we're going to learn a lot from about this pandemic based on just how these trials and errors go, because undoubtedly there's going to be things that change throughout the season, new precautions, you know, protocols that are set in place to protect the players. For example, I saw on Twitter, um, Colin McHugh, new Boston Red Sox, um, has been posting behind the scenes stuff where they have lockers set up in the suites at Fenway. Really? So there's no clubhouse, yeah. but they have their own suite with a locker in it, which that's pretty cool. And I know reporters, there will be no face-to-face interviews this year. Everything will be done via Zoom. Really? Yeah. So it'll be like, you know, a press conference after you talk to a pitcher after a game, but on Zoom, you know, the next room over, which, you know, I if, that, if they think that's going to help, then I'm all for it. That's great. Um, it's you're starting to see some names kind of opt out. Ian Desmond, uh, Mike Leak. We woke up to some really, really, I think potentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could like be not damaging, but really, really. I don't even know what the words are here. Powerful statement from Mike Trout saying, and this is from a reporter at the Athletic. He said, Mike Trout said, I still don't feel comfortable playing, and that they have Mike and his wife are expecting their first baby in. August is coming August and you know if if he were to test positive he would have to take obviously two weeks off and in quarantine but not he has to self-quarantine so that's potentially asking him to be 14 days away from his wife and his newborn baby and I was thinking this it's not outlandish to think that the the angels are in uh, a playoff you know are in the the run for a playoff push come august yeah so could you blame mike trout and of course you know you can't blame mike trout but it's kind of rhetorical here could you blame mike trout for saying you know in august when this baby's about to be born for two weeks i'm not risking it i'm quarantining and i'm with my family here's my answer to that that's the 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 crazy crazy of of this 2020 season so so 
think about this, and this is something we've talked about before, and, and I feel very passionate about. I don't care how much somebody makes. I don't care if he's the best player that's ever stepped on a baseball field or if he's the worst player who's ever picked up a glove. We are talking about humans before b- baseball players. They're professional athletes, so they are put there's a spotlight on them, and that's the nature of the game, and that's going to happen. But at the end of the day, you're talking about a husband, a soon-to-be father, and a person who has his own fears, anxieties, you know, has to worry about his mental health and his physical health. I will never blame a player for saying that they won't play. And that's coming from somebody who was all about, I'm all about them playing an MLB season, obviously, as a fan. But first and foremost, these are people. These are not, you know, chess pieces. These are not... Pieces of meat, right. Yeah. They, right. And they're, they're not... They shouldn't be con- compared to, you know, to these pieces of a game where owners are just moving people around and have the ultimate say. Mike Trout, best player in baseball. Face of the MLB. Has, as, you know, we talked about has as much pull in the MLB as LeBron does in the NBA. And that's... Mm-hmm. But I won't ever... If he decided not to play this year... I would have more respect for him for standing up for himself and, you know, making his case. Completely agree. And if those two weeks come in August where he needs to take time off to be with us and they're in a playoff push, and I'm, if I'm an Angels fan, 100% take time off. Yep. Like it's not even it's not even worth risking for, for a 60-game 60, 60 season where you might make the playoffs. And you think about what these people have given to baseball. Without right. them, you have no season. Without them, you have no revenue. You don't put butts in the stands. And so if he wants to take two weeks off to go be with the birth of his son and make sure that his baby is healthy, who yeah. am I to say no? Yeah. And and I think it's upsetting that we, you know, some people as a fan base don't appreciate the fact that... That this would be a hot take? This, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Why, why is that even a question? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's... I think they should be playing. We heard, you know, we had Corey Hart on a couple weeks ago, and he said that he thinks guys should nut up and play this season. But I think Corey would agree with us, and you know, I certainly go out there and say that if they don't want to play, that is their absolute right to say that they're not comfortable. Yeah, um, it's weird. I mean, it's just sad to see that side of things. Like I follow James McCann on Instagram, mm-hmm. who's now a Chicago White Sox catcher, uh, and he used to be with the Tigers, one of my favorites. AL Central champs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so his wife. James and his his wife have two, like, they have twin boys, and they're, like, three or four. And she wrote this really heartfelt post on Instagram how, you know, they decided that it's best for James to go play. But at the expense of that, you know, he can't see his wife and his twin boys for the next three months. And it's like that really puts into perspective what we're dealing with here of, yes, these guys are doing it for, you know, th- their job. A, p- for, a pretty penny. Yeah, a pretty penny. Our enjoyment, whatever. But, you know, to leave your, your wife and your kids, your young kids at home for three months, that's something that, as, as a player, I don't know if I would be comfortable mm-hmm. doing that. And, you know, like I said, we talked about the names that have already kind of dropped out. And when you have someone like Mike Trout who says that, I would expect more names to kind of withdraw from the season. And, you know, how do you argue with that? Let's uh let let's change course here a little bit. So, let's suppose Mike Trout does play because as of right now he's still playing. So let's assume that he decides he's going to play his full season and 
Griffin, who do you think has the best chance to lead the MLB in home runs this year, and how many does he hit? Let's put it out there so that when it happens, everybody can turn to the Pitching Backwards podcast and know <laughs> that Griffin said it first. Um, so we were talking about that earlier. In a 60-game season, is 20 too many to 20 home runs in, in 60 games? I say no, just for the fun of it. I say, I mean, I think Mike Trout, 22? Tw- 22? So you're putting Mike Trout, 22? 22 to 23. 25 seems like a lot. 20 to 25, I don't know. It's such a weird year, dude. It's so I mean, weird. imagine like we're in it's it's October and we're like so and so led the league this year with eight home runs. Like it's just such a weird year. You never know what can happen. But I I feel like twenty two is is a is a kind of where you set the benchmark. Maybe. All right, know. are you ready for mine? Yeah, you're going to get a scorching hot welly take. Sixty two home runs. <laughs> Sixty four. Peter Borges. Does he still play? <laughs> Um, I think I'm going to go Cattell Marte, 24. Okay. Switch hitter, already familiar with the AL West from his time with the Mariners, and he'll be playing a lot of t- games there. Okay, I see where and you also have to factor that in now. Yeah, I think that's just an interesting dynamic there that he's, you know, he's already played in the AL West. He's seen a lot of these guys, not a ton because he was young, but has obviously shown himself as a very consistent power and contact hitter. And I don't know what it is. I just gut feeling. I said he has one of the prettiest swings. He's a dark horse, but but that's that's I'm going to throw that out there right now. So to that, I will counter with Nick Castellanos. Always a good take because and and this is because of decent power hitter, but because of now he's in the NL Central. Mm-hmm. Well, he's with the NL Central last year with the Cubs, and and now he's with the Reds. So he knows the NL Central mm-hmm. from being with the Cubs last year. He'll play the AL Central, where he kind of grew up with the Tigers and played those teams. So the pitchers he will face, the teams he will face, he's pretty acquainted with all of them. At least familiar. At least familiar with those parks. With those parks, yes. So I think you have to factor that in. You know, imagine you have a hitter who, how about Anthony Rendon? He's, you know, now he's got to face the Astros how many times a year? And that's a little bit different. Than playing him seven times in the World Series last year, but so I'm interested that neither one of us brought up a Yankee, because so with the Yankees' new schedule, and you know off the top of my head I couldn't tell you how many games they actually play against these teams, but two of the teams they're going to be playing in 60 games, the Orioles and the Marlins. <laughs> you mean to tell me Aaron Judge isn't going to spank a couple? I mean, when and, you're playing, and Glaber and has Glaber is the Oriole a, killer, right? And and so I mean, is it's. I don't think it's outlandish to say that one of them will do something crazy too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, it's just going to be so interesting with this divisional lineup. I mean, I, I like it a lot though I because um, I, it's smart obviously for, you know, logistics of we don't want teams traveling too far, um, but from a fan's perspective, it's going to be fun to play. So actually, I believe it's forty games within your division, twenty with the interleague interleague division. Air quotes, interleague. Interleague, right. So the Tigers, and this just from a fan perspective, they will play 20 games against the NL Central. So it's it's five teams. They will play, I believe it's four-game series, one four-game series against each of, those, each of those five teams. That means they're seeing the Cubs, they're seeing the Cardinals, the Reds, the Pirates, the Brewers. Those are all, you know, fun teams. I, I think that's, as a fan, I, I think it's cool. 
I like it. Dude, I just think like, I mean, it's cool being, we have a different fandom being in a, in a baseball state where our favorite team isn't located. And just like, I know that the Fox Sports, you know, Arizona here is going to be having Mariners games on TV. Not mm-hmm. something I get to experience. That's you know that's pretty cool to me. Yeah. And 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 I think the divisional alignment is just going to add a whole new layer to the sixty game season that kind of distracts from the fact that we don't have a full season. Is that we're going to see matchups that are just cool. We have opening day, Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. A match made in, in heaven. That's what more perfect. can a boy want? Yeah. I'm probably going to take the entire month off just for that <laughs> game. I have a. Uh requested the 24th off of work mm-hmm. so I can be home and I can watch my Tigers play the Brewers or the Pirates or whatever it is. I don't know. The schedule comes out within the next few days, I believe, is what I saw. But um, I kind of wanted to, if we could pivot a little bit. Yeah. So this is kind of a reminder of the, the current state of baseball, at least from a, a local um, point of view. So I wrote a story for the West Valley View for our local newspaper about a summer wood bat league for it's like high school club ball summer wood bat league that is um, return to baseball, return to tournaments, and in doing so they're very cautious. And I talked to the tournament director, Kyle. Here are all of the not even all of the this, he said this was a Cliff Notes version of the safety precautions that they are doing this summer to ensure safe and smart baseball. So only 12 to 20 fans allowed at the games. And that means essentially when you round up all the players, that's like just parents, mm-hmm. um, 12 to 20 fans teams are let into the facility 40 minutes before game time and escorted in via a safety corridor to minimize cross contamination of space. So you're telling me I don't have to be to the game for BP an hour early, 40 minutes, it's not too shabby. <laughs> um, fans are let in 20 minutes um, no pregame coach and umpire meetings at the plate, you know, when they ex- exchange yeah. lineup cards, talk whatever. Talk about the foul territory. Yeah, talk about the foul territory. Um, mound visits are limited. Pitch and coach mound visits are limited. Um, balls are sanitized between innings. No seeds, no gum, no spitting, no postgame handshakes. Players tip their hats mm-hmm. from, from dugouts. And then lastly... Uh, teams and fans have five minutes at the end of the game to leave the facility, and so you can clean the field, sanitize the field, and get the new team in. So a lot to unpack there, but that is baseball in 2020. And isn't it weird that like we don't really second guess any of those things? What if I had shown 2019 Griffin Fabbits that? Oh my God, that list! You'd have no idea what was going on. Yeah, my mind would be blown. Yeah. So, so um. I am playing in the extremely prestigious Arizona Collegiate Woodbat League here, and we play at Talking Stick Fields, and there's very similar protocols. I think they're doing a pretty good job of, you know, just being smart, and I wouldn't say it's anything quite as drastic as that, but it is there. Mm -hmm. So shout out Jonathan Arrieta if you're listening. But the Arizona Woodbat League here, you know, we have now no parents at all. Mm -hmm. They let scouts into the games. Um, and we're lucky enough that there's been actually a pretty large professional scout presence, which is cool. As a baseball fan, I was able to sit down. I talked to the Marlins senior advisor scout yesterday just about the state of baseball and, mm-hmm. you know, with, with COVID and everything. Well, they're only letting these scouts into the games, but we're playing seven innings. We're all in the dugout. You have to wear a mask in and out of the complex. Mm-hmm. 
you they have hand sanitizer you're not allowed to share equipment no spitting no seeds you know nothing of the like and do people adhere to all of those rules awkward silence next question and (laughs) that's a clown question bro so so i mean i i think you know but i will say nobody on my team has been sick Mm-hmm. None of us, and and I feel safe at the complex. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that there's an issue, and 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 I think that as long as there's a respectable and set expectation, you can do these things. Now, if they start dropping like flies, right. I'm gonna get a little, you know, I'm gonna get a little nervous, and I wouldn't, you know, be surprised to see some guys in our league decide not to play. Mm-hmm. Goes back to the same thing: you look out for yourself. And when he, when that tournament director sent me that text, my first thing was like, I wonder if we see these any of these at the major league level like is there going to be a limit on pitching like mound visits are they going to change that system up my favorite rule that they've implemented have you heard about the the rag the wet rag that the pitchers can have no they have a wet rag in their back pocket in lieu of licking their fingers between pitches oh so i can't wait to see um what was it michael pineda he's going to have just an entire (laughs) pine tar rag in his back pocket and that ball is going to come out, and it's going to look so. Like what about uh, the rosin bag? I don't. I haven't heard, but because I mean, imagine everybody's sharing a right. rosin bag. That's interesting. I, I'm three, sure. four pitchers a game, two teams. Yeah, at least. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. See, there. As soon as he sent me that text, it was like, wow, there are so many nuances and, and little things where you look at it with your twenty twenty goggles on, and you say, wow, like this might need to change. In at at the major league level, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky enough to play, you know, I'm blessed to play Division three baseball where rosin people are not nearly cool enough to use rosin bags. <laughs> so that's something I hadn't thought of. That's interesting. Same with, like, I doubt we'll see meetings at at um, bat boys. Co- yeah, bat boys picking isn't... up bats after each at bat. I mean, there's so many there's so many different levels to the whole thing that are just so dynamic. But at the you know we talk about all of the all of our worries, all of the question marks, what, whatever. It was really, really cool to wake up this morning and to watch prize Tigers pitching prospects throwing off the mound at Comerica Park. I, same way yesterday on all over the, the tweeter yeah. was, you know, we got Taiwan Walker back in Seattle, baby. And mm. just to see him playing catch on the field, is it's a cool sentiment. On the eve of America's birthday. <laughs> Amen. We are watching, you know, baseball. Socially distanced catch play where they like switch the ball every time they throw it <laughs> yeah, I know. no foul balls are allowed yeah um t- any other thoughts to to add i think i mean you know we're as ecstatic as ever that there's baseball i want to leave a question for mm-hmm. our fan base so if you listen to this podcast and you enjoyed it i want you to engage on our social media we're going to put a post out i want to hear who people are most excited to watch this season so we had a couple people already, you know, tweet at us. We heard a Jack Flaherty. Okay. Um, we heard a Mike Trout. Who? And, what's that? Who was the second one? Mike Trout. Uh, I don't know if I've heard of him. And yeah, he's pretty good. Okay. He hits. He hits it all right. Okay. Um, but I'm interested. So if you're listening, um, engage on our social media. We'll put a post out, and I want to hear who are you most excited to watch in a 60 game season. Can I can I answer that? Yeah. Uh, Tigers cleanup hitter and. Apparent third baseman Spencer Torkelson. Ooh, <laughs> go Devils, baby! Go Devils! That's right. Arizona State product. That's right. 
Um, well, I think that does it then. I think that's all we got, Griff. For episode seven. Thank you for, for bearing with us as we kind of took a short little hiatus. Um, but baseball's back, apparently, for the time being. Baseball's back, and we're back to talking about it, and we couldn't be more excited. Go M's. Thank you so much for tuning in to Pitching Backwards, Lefties Get Loose, a podcast about all things baseball. Give us a follow on Twitter at PitchingBCKWRDS and join us in loving America's pastime.